What is all this racket? Oh, Beavis and Butthead. Please don't kick my garage, okay? Uh, we need like a garage or something? Yeah, we wanna rock! Yeah, we're gonna be a band. Ah, starting a garage band. Great idea, guys. Music can be a really positive outlet for all your youthful energy. Here, let me show you a couple of chords on my guitar to help you get started. From Buffalo, New York, where the ultimate tool to fight choking on Ted's hot dogs is a glass of Loganberry. It's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, downs, lefts, rights of the Buffalo music scene. I'm Ryan Gurnett, and Nate, do you know what the difference is between a Big Mac and a blowjob? Oh, you always ruin my punchlines. On today's episode, we talk with Alesa Dale, a.k.a. Ballsy, from Nine Layers Deep, most recognized as being Mohawk Place's badass bouncer. We'll talk about stoner, sludge, doom, metal? Ooh, are there axes? Oh god, I hope so. Keep listening to find out. We're also going to have some big announcements. Uh, we're going to cover up, uh, previous and upcoming concerts. We're going to play music from Nine Layers Deep, Dilettante, uh, and a new uh, track from Orations. Uh, we're going to debut our secret word of the episode, where uh, if you send us the word on Facebook, you have a chance to win two free tickets to the All-WNY Anniversary Show at Stamps on March 23rd with Ken- Kennedy Carpool, Tokyo Monsters, Poison the Prophet, and Iron Soul. Uh, if you can't tell, Nate isn't here for our usual top of the episode banter. Uh, unfortunately, uh, reality can get in the way of one's rock and roll lifestyle, and uh, he didn't have the time to commit to the podcast anymore. So uh, I wanted to thank him uh, for his time and for everything he did to uh, help out the podcast. Um, so um, I have some guests, guest hosts lined up who I think are going to be a lot of fun, uh, but we're always on the lookout for some uh, people to help out with the podcast. So if you're interested in podcasting or the local music scene, you might want to check it out, whether it's uh, on-air, script writing, graphic design, or concert booking, which we're going to talk about a little later. Uh, you know, there's plenty of work for us to do. You can email me at sirwilliamidle at gmail.com, or you can contact me through our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash the struggle is real podcast. So uh, today we have uh, Ballsy from Nine Layers Deep. Um, we were supposed to have uh, Elliot Jacobson, a uh, Buffalo uh, person who is now in New York City playing drums with a lot of cool people, but unfortunately, uh, Nate is the person who had the equipment that we usually used to record those. So, uh, our apologies to Elliot, and um, we are going to have him on soon, because I've been dying to do so. So, uh, yeah. But first, before we get started, 
<clears throat> the Struggle is Real is now putting on monthly shows at Milky's. So uh, we're doing monthly shows there. Uh, I, I don't have an announcement yet on what our April show is going to be, but our, our May show, uh, this is this is an announcement. This is a Struggle is Real exclusive. Official announcement. Official announcement. Do you have, like, the Law & Order sound? You sure. That, like, dun, 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 dun. Um, so, yeah, on May 24th at Milky's, starting at 8, we have Cheap Peach, which is uh, an up-and-coming act from Fredonia. We have Elementra, which is kind of dreamy uh, uh, indie pop. We have the Burkharts, who I really like, who are kind of like 60s. They kind of remind me of Kinks Beatles pop. Like, it's definitely a throwback, and they're cool. Um, the Scarecrow Show, who... Um, those guys just have the best energy. I just love them. And they're all, they're super nice guys. Um, we definitely hope to get them on an episode soon. And uh, the Melise. So I'm super excited about that show. I think it'll be fun. I was hoping to get, I want to get Daniel Cannon and Melise on a uh, bill together. And uh, send me a message if it's pronounced Mollis. I've heard it pronounced that way, but I, M- Melise seems like it makes more sense. Will, thoughts? Uh, I, I've, I've heard, of, I've never heard it say Mollis, but it, then now that you're saying it, it's probably what it, it is. It's probably not Melise, I'm guessing. Is Mollis a word? I don't know. Is yeah. Melise a word? That is an excellent point. So, so then, uh, in addition to that, uh, on May 4th, uh, I'm super happy we are doing a fundraiser for Jessica Cameron. Jessica was set on fire in a North Tonawanda Tim Hortons parking lot back in December in a really uh, fucked up act of um, domestic violence. Uh, she was working at Tim Hortons. Her uh, her ex-boyfriend called her out into the parking lot. Uh, they had an argument over custody at some point, and he just set her on fire. Uh, he also got set on fire, which is at least okay. Um, but uh, she has third and fourth degree to burns on about 35 to 40% of her body. Um, I had a date at Mohawk Place that I wanted to do for a charity event. The charity fell through. I heard her story, like, the next day, and I decided to do a fundraiser. So um, we're going to have friend of the podcast, Allison Pipitone. We're going to have uh, Short Attention Span Theater, which is uh, Ish Kabibble with a vocalist, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, friend of the podcast, RJ DeMarco from Fernway. He's going to be doing a solo set. We have Wyatt Coyne and um, Buffalo Punk Legends, the Irvin Claws. Uh, within, like, a week of announcing this, uh, Allentown Associ- no, uh, sorry, Allentown Music, uh, donated a backline, so I wanted to make sure to mention them, they're super nice about it, and, uh, Just Pizza has donated 12 sheet pizzas to the cause, and also, uh, uh, Emily from 107.7, who's the program director, um, they're donating, t- uh, tickets to Kerfuffle, some autographed LPs by the 1975, um, a whole bunch of wine, some uh, restaurant gift cards. So there's going to be all sorts of stuff going on there. We're going to have raffles. Uh, it'll be a fun party. Um, so, yeah. And where is this again? This, that is at Mohawk Place. Uh, I believe it's going to be doors at 8, show at 9. Uh, you can check the Facebooks. Uh, it's called Jammin' for Jessica. Uh, so check it out on there. And uh, we'll be covering it a little more as we get closer. Maybe we'll even do some Band on the Street interviews if... I can wrestle Will away from gardening. Right. Check this out. That was cool, Beavis. We're like on our way. Let's talk some previous shows. 
So on February 23rd, uh, we threw our first Struggle is Real concert at Milky's. We had Danimal Cannon, Nicotine Jones, Stock, Cardboard Homestead, DJ Soyotos, KB, and uh, the Finality Complex. Will, who'd you like? Uh, well, you know, this is my second time seeing Stock. She was really good again. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed, uh, who was the first, uh... That was Nicotine Jones. Nicotine Jones, okay. So, yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. I'd and, love to have uh, him again. Dan Wilkinnon obviously was good. I mean, he was the most proficient, uh, guitar player up there. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't play enough video games to really recognize any of the songs that he played. I was kind of even, hoping for a little more recognition. Oh, no, no. Even as someone who knows video games, he doesn't do covers, really. Like, yeah, all that stuff. He his own stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's been in a couple, like, higher-selling games, but even still, like, it's not, it's not even barely stuff I've played, so. But still, he sounded good. He had a cool setup. The crowd seemed to really like him. Yeah. I What I really liked about him was, um, at least that performance was, when I saw I saw him in Evening Star the first time, and it was cool, but it was also I was worried about kind of having him like in the middle of the show like that, just one guy, and you know he's just you know he's this pasty bald white guy, and I was a little worried about you know just like the stage presence not being there for the crowd, but I think having him uh, floor level mm-hmm. where you can really really see what he's doing on guitar, and I almost felt like he fed off of it a little better having the crowd that close to him. Yeah, I think it worked out good for him. So uh, no, he was I actually inv- I invited him for our May twenty fourth show. I'm actually kind of bummed. Uh, I think him and the and the Molise together would make for a cool show. So yeah, um, you know, I, I actually pretty happy with Milky's. Milky's is kind of my home base now. Like, yeah, it wasn't bad. I've been there for karaoke. I'm going for open mic in a week. Um, Mike Sentman, who works the door, is super nice. Um, Nikki at the bar is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the bartender I was talking to, I want to say her name was Christine. Uh, she was very nice as well. She made a uh, some good drinks for me, so that was fun. Yeah, so. You, Check out Milky's. Uh, the The schedule um, has stuff going on almost all the time, and like I said, we'll be there uh, once a month starting in April. Uh, our first one for that will be April 26th, and uh, I will have some information about it uh, on our next episode. So yeah, uh, I pretty much echo everything you said. I thought Nicotine Jones, to me, feels like the most authentic folk singer that I can remember seeing in a while. Mm. Like, that's kind of the vibe I got. Um, it just, it just, it kind of feels like it's coming from the soul. He feels, it feels like he's a, really a student of, of folk and, and old country without emulating it so much that it's cheesy. Um, and it's just, it's good sing-along drinking kind of songs. So if you get a chance, check him out. Nicotine Jones, uh, also known as Josiah Franco. Uh, he's also playing guitar and dashboard. Uh, I keep calling them dashboard uh, homestead. It's cardboard <laughs> homestead. Um, yeah. And then DJ Sayoto spun. He was great. Um, I have something I'm going to complain about real quick. We had a hip-hop artist show up. She gave us tracks. She came to perform. She was very nice. Her tracks had all of her vocal on it. So she basically came and lip-sank. I don't... I'm just so confused. I just feel like it's like, you probably should have just let me know that ahead of time. Because, you know, I... I Play your stuff. Like, I can't even stand a band playing with, like, a backing track. Like, mm-hmm. like I've seen cover bands do it where they'll have, like, drums and guitar in the background so the songs blend well together or the guys can take a break mid-set and whatever. But, like, doing that as an original artist to me just, I don't know. It, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't come to see you jump around on stage and fill in some of the words here and there. I come out to see a performance. Right. Do you have uh, any thoughts? No, I mean, I, I'm not surprised by it. I mean, pretty much anyone who's, uh, you know... Even even has an inkling about uh, 
how you know the, the the music industry works. I assume it's a lot of backing tracks and a lot of people uh, you know who are who are rappers or singers or whatever that always have a backing track. And it's just I don't know. I've seen I've seen a lot of guys locally and not. I mean, they all have backing tracks, but it usually doesn't have right. like. The full, like the full vocal. vocal. I mean, it's basically it likes to sound like she lifted it off her record and just brought it in. Like, yeah, I mean, that's basically what she did, and uh, it sounds like it anyway. And you know, I, I don't really have any thoughts on that because I mean, I you know, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I, I I probably wouldn't be surprised to hear it from a lot more people. And probably, yeah. I've probably been fooled more times than I'm even aware of. Probably right about that. Yeah, I'll give and you. And if that. I can't, you know, figure it out anyway, eh, what am I really losing from it? You know. So uh, yeah, so that was February twenty third. Um, I sat down with our uh, erstwhile intern, Chandler, uh, who I will plug his band Among the Wolves, um, and we talked about February 24th's Birdfest. Um, here is what he had to say. And we are here with Chandler to talk about the... How many years has Greg Burke been having Birdfest? Do we know? Oh, you know sixth? what? Sixth? This I'm is like go, the I'm, sixth annual... I'm going to go sixth annual Birdfest. Yeah. So, uh, Ironworks, correct? Yeah, it was at Buffalo Ironworks this year. You know, this is the second year that it's taken place at Ironworks. It happened last year, and they actually hit the 350-person capacity last year. I don't think that happened this year, but the weather was a little sketchy, so yeah. I, I can understand that. Um, but I thought it was a great show. You know, it's always great to see bands all... Buffalo bands of different genres come together and be able to play a show, and it's something that only gets to happen really once a year at Birdfest, so it's really quite a great event. And uh, But, you know, my band Among the Wolves got to play, and I got to see a couple other great bands. Uh, I know we saw we watched Dilettante play. They were great. Um, we know them from their release show that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Are they a punk band, Dilettante? It's like, we were actually talking about them today. Uh, they're like a goth rock almost. Like, okay. it's not metal, and it's not hardcore, but it's not punk music. It's just like heavy music with like, just like harder vocals. That's how I would kind of describe them. But if you want sure. to figure that out for yourself, you can check out their self-titled new release, just the Dilettante uh, new album, which was great. Uh, I got to see them, like I said, at the release show a couple, like about a month ago. And they had a great turnout. That was at the rec room. But right now we're talking about Birdfest. Yes, well played. So, so uh, my band Among the Wolves, Dilettante, Overlook from Branches of Tide. I think Maxwell Dolden. He's in a solo acoustic artist. He opened up the event. She's oh, flipping film, film house. Film, I'm across yeah, the room, I could, I and I can see that she's telling you film house. Yeah, film house. Let's play. talk about film house. Yeah, film house was really dude. Sick. Dominic Hannon has like one of my yeah. favorite voices. In yeah. Buffalo, and I keep sending him messages with things being like, "Dude, record a demo. I just yeah. want a recording of you." Because yeah. I was going to nominate him for the LWNY Awards, but yeah. I couldn't because he doesn't have a recording that we can play on the station. He has to be played on the station. And then I actually, I had a, lo I had a local hip hop producer reach out to me, and he's like, "I need a male vocalist. Who would you recommend?" And Dom was the first yeah. guy on my mind. Was like, "I don't have anything recorded. They need to do yeah. something." I, I think they're they're fantastic. Absolutely, they are a great band, and. Uh... They, you could even tell from the crowd, like people were really taken back by his vocals, and they had a nice mix of like uh, originals and then covers as well. Sure. So it was a nice set that really got the crowd like pretty amped up. They actually played right after my band, so I got I got to see them, and they were super cool. They had a little bit of technical difficulties in the beginning of, beginning of their set, which kind of pushed things back a little bit. But I thought they were outstanding, and they they really played great. Um, also, Previous Love got to play as well. Oh! Previous Love was really, really cool. They're really cool. What really made their set kind of special, because, you know, they have, like, the slower, like, rock, like, indie vibe. Shoegaze. Yeah, shoegaze, yeah. 
And then because, um, I don't know if you know from like the Kill the Clock Ghost Pool show that happened at um, Ironworks. Ironworks, like it was probably over the summer. You know, there was a guy who was doing the projector work and he just had like things going on in the back and Greg Burke brought him again for Burkefest. And so, like, he had a really cool, like, previous love, like, moving thing, and it really added a lot to their set. Oh, that's cool. It was really cool, yeah. You know, they're they're a great up-and-coming band from the Buffalo scene. I like them a lot. Yeah, I saw them at a house party, and uh, their drummer couldn't make it, so it was just the bass player and the singer. But uh, the singer, I just, his, that thick guitar tone yeah. he has with all the effects, it just, mm-hmm. it uh, it's, it's like kind of rocking but also like it kind of relaxes me in a way that and i i think that i really like their vocals have you seen them with a drummer before no i've i've yet i does that was the only time i'd seen them their so. drummer is outstanding I he, he's very loud yeah he's very loud so i don't know how that would have happened at the house show that i know oh, that that, got busted yeah too, yeah, so. yeah 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 the, the, the cops would have come earlier so. yeah yeah but he is outstanding and like that adds a whole nother dynamic to previous love and i think they're cool because no one else in buffalo really has their sound so they're no, kind of, there aren't many, no. Yeah, so like I think they have kind of a unique Buffalo thing going on. I mean, they're not like the only band who does that kind of music, but like in Buffalo, they're really like the only band I see doing stuff no, like that. No, there aren't a lot of shoegaze bands yeah. at all. But yeah, it'd be like, you know, we have Previous Love with like shoegaze, Maxwell Dolden, he's acoustic, then Overlook and Dilaton are heavier, and then Branches of Tide is heavier as well. So like I said, it was just a great coming together of the Buffalo music scene. I wish the weather would have been a little bit nicer to kind of draw some more people out, but I thought it was a great, it was just a great show, and I was happy to be a part of it this year, so I was very happy. Cool. And it was also a dream to play the Buffalo Ironworks stage. Like, oh, I that never, does look like a nice, yeah. cool rock star yeah. kind of stage. It was a, a lot of real estate up there to be able to move around, and like, you know, you don't really get that at a lot of other venues, so I never thought in my whole life I'd be able to play Iron, Ironworks, so it was a dream come true to be able to play the Ironwork stage. So thank you, Greg Berg, for putting on such an awesome event. Um, even if I don't play next year, I will, of course, be in attendance just to support Buffalo, as everyone should. So Awesome. Cool. Well, um, as long as they will give me music of theirs to play, uh, we'll play some dilettante here next on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
Hey, this is Ballsy from Nine Layers Deep, and you're listening to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com. And we are joined by Jimmy and Ballsy from Nine Layers Deep. And uh, Ballsy, you might also rec- uh, recognize from her time uh, working the door at Mohawk Place. Uh, thanks for coming in, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, uh, Nine Layers Deep is stoner, sludge, doom, metal? Yeah. Uh, are there axes? Uh, no, no, we no don't axes. actually have axes. We're not, we're not like, super, like, tough and brutal like that. We okay. got nothing to prove. You're high. You don't need any weapons, No, right? I yeah, don't. It's stoner yeah. rock. Okay, exactly. cool. Music <laughs> is our weapon. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this is a Steven Tyler and Revolution X video game. Right? <laughs> oh, that's a whole topic of another podcast we, right there, that game. We actually, we actually yeah. mentioned Revolution X a couple episodes ago. <laughs> that game, I, I, I almost... <laughs> I put twenty dollars a quarter in that once trying to beat it, and I, I got so close, but I couldn't do it. But oh no! <laughs> I want to. But if I was ever going to buy an arcade unit, I think Revolution X would be the one. Oh yeah. So uh, first off, do you guys have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, in a week we are opening for Clutch oh. and Big Business. Uh, is that what date's that? That is the eighteenth, March Monday, March eighteenth. Post St. Patrick's Day, yes. a very sobering day to see sobering bands. And is that Mo- Mohawk, did you say? No, that's at uh, the Town Ballroom, actually. Ooh, yeah. Town Ballroom. Yeah. That's going to be a have lot guys, of fun. Have you guys played Town Ballroom before? No. no. I'm, no. S- I'm so, I'd be so excited just to see what, like, it looks so nice back there. Like, I, I really, I'm pumped to see what, uh, like, the green room situation exactly. is. Like, I mean, I don't even care if we can just hang out for 15 minutes. Like, if we can just hang out and be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool, here's a chair. Like, not, yeah. Not, not to jump in, but I did play there one time, and their, their green room is... At least when I was there, and I think it was probably the Spear at this point. Yeah. It was like nothing. I mean, like, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything to be like, wow, this is Aww. great. Like, I feel like the bands probably hang out on their bus and then come in yeah. and play. There's, there's just not much room back there. At least when I was there, it was like one yeah. long strip behind the stage and like you a just couple kinda, of closets. It just kind of crushed my dreams a little bit. I'm sorry. There's much better ones than that, but I, I feel the same way where it's like, wow, the place has got to be great. And it's just like... Nah. Nietzsche's has a cool green room there. I don't know if you guys have been there. I, You know, what's I, weird I is that remember. I've been and played at Nietzsche's, like, a handful of times and have only recently found out that there was a green room there. Oh, yeah, no, I I, I found <laughs> out at, at Festivus in December, and yeah. I'm just like, like, yes, like, <laughs> I get to use this now? It's like, I feel, like, warm and fuzzy about this. Getting to use a green room anytime is just oh, yeah. an unexpected delight because it's like, what? I don't have to talk to people? I can just, oh, like... Oh, there's, there's quiet? Yeah. I can just, like, relax for two seconds and not have to, like, constantly be, like, talking to and looking at and being <laughs> looked at by people, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yes, the worst part about being a musician are the fans, isn't it? No, <laughs> the 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 worst part I feel is like uh, is probably just having to keep up with like all now at least with all like the social media stuff. Oh yeah, that's and mean. like it kind of kind of takes away from like you know writing your songs and doing oh, yeah. it, you know, but. You've got to do it if you're going to survive. You oh, know? yeah. No, I bet like, for the podcast, like, every day. Yeah. And at first it was kind of fun, and now it's just like... Yeah. 
I know I don't want to do this today. I th- and also, there's a part of me that's, like, very conscious of the fact that, like, people are probably just sick of seeing me post about it. Oh, and, yeah, you know, yeah. It's one, it's some, at some point, it's white noise. Yeah. Or, like, some of those Buffalo music groups where it's just people posting shows. It's the same three of us, like, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah. Like, it's not... Uh, it's you often wonder who you're actually reaching in that moment. I'm feeling it's like eight people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're already going. Um, so to, to go back to green rooms, does Mohawk Place have a green room? Aside, from, I know it has that little tiny little area to the right of the stage. Is there? We a- we do have a green room. Uh, it's uh, super special. Super special. It's a work in progress right now. So how long has Nine Layers Deep been together? Almost five years. It'll be five years in June. So it in yeah. now it's like four and a half and right. uh yeah we formed what that would be 2014 in my basement and yeah. at the time i was living at the former northrop house which was just a punk house yeah and uh um, the wall yeah and i remember like our first practice like we all got together and we were jamming and then somebody thought i don't even been living there for like a week and my roommates thought that i had like thrown a show without telling them <laughs> and it was just practice yeah. so they were so that was like a cool like little confidence boost that's like we sounded like we were at least <laughs> punk house show ready yeah you know on our upon first practice so i'll take it so uh were you guys friends or was it like uh well how'd you meet my, uh, our drummer and i were friends uh we grew up in the same circles in okay. west seneca and uh you know went to school with a lot of the same people and then uh, he and I were jam- we had mutual friends who we jammed with, and then he was like, "Well, I play drums," and he would come over with another friend of mine who would play guitar. Sometimes two would come and play guitar. We'd all play, and uh, he-, he would set up in my living room, and we'd all like jam right out. So uh, we had had a history of playing together. And he knew what I meant when I was like, can you do Melvin's drums? Which was like a really like, that in retrospect, like thinking about it, it's like, what an insane thing to say to a person. Yeah. And, uh. I like Dal Kroger. Yeah. But he, but he got it. Like, basically I was just asking for a lot of, uh, you know, like ride cymbal and Tom basically. And he, um, he was able to, to hold a beat and we seemed to mesh really well. So when uh down the road i'd met jimmy and he and i had started hanging out together and we wanted to um we kind of would just wanted to to start playing together we'd play together acoustically we wanted to do something a little bit heavier something sludgier and i really liked doom and sludge he seemed to he liked a lot of like older hardcore sludge bands and uh we just meshed really well together when we played together and so then I organized it so that all three of us would meet up and jam. And it was a really good jam. So uh, for our listeners who might not be aware, uh, how would you describe sludge? Uh, it's like, okay, it's like if, like, I guess punk and metal and, like, I don't know. It's not, like, in doom. It's it's very... A little hardcore in it. Yeah, a little hardcore's in there. It's, it's harsh. Do you guys use drop tunings? Yeah, we're down okay. to C. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So we're it's, it's so so swampy and murky. Would you say? Yeah. Would that be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh it's very 
very heavy, very dark, um, but not always super foreboding. There's like different, there's even different subgenres of sludge within its own weird Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It's like As blackened with sludge, which is like we're, the We are a melodic sludgecore band now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we're more of a melodic okay. type <laughs> sludge band, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Difference between being that and a little, little more dissonant. Yeah. Um, what is your most recent release? Uh, we just put out a single of our song Funeral, uh, not too long ago, about two or three weeks back, I'm not sure, and, uh, that is going to be the first single off of our forthcoming album, Sludge Life One, which comes out on Mm -hmm. 420, which there will, (laughs) there will be a party at Mohawk on that day. So if awesome. you're not at one of the other 8,000 shows happening that day, feel free to Sleep on. in Melvin's released albums on 420 last year, so don't laugh at us for releasing our album on 420, okay? Thank you. Someone has to do so it, right? Like, we're yeah. standing on the shoulders of giants, really. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're trying. Uh, where'd you guys record the album? Watchman Studios in Lockport with Doug White. Oh, I've heard... Uh, so uh, how'd you like the process? How'd you like the studio? We were... We, oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Spend, spend a day with Doug's awesome. Start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys do the thing where you kind of space it out over time, or do you like get in there for like a, a week and just like hit it hard? Like what's, how, how money, you, money wise, we space it out. Okay. We do a song or two each session, uh, each session, and just and it's done. Right. It's ready to go. Yeah. We started our second album. We got two songs recorded for that. So cool. I think with the way nice. digital distribution is going, like it's yeah. back in the day, like you wanted like eight songs to put on uh, on your tape. I say dating myself. Yeah, but like now, like you can just kind of do two at a time. Yeah, and like people are cool with that. So yeah. I like it's kind of it's kind of nice. You can do nice. two at a time over the course of a year, and then at the end of the year, release the album, and everyone's like still happy to like support you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I feel that like you know, there's uh, there's often like uh, I was gonna say there, I was gonna say there's often it feels like there's more of a rush now for people to try to get their stuff out and like you know because there's so much competition it's like you can like you're just scrolling through and there's a million different bands you see on facebook or on Bandcamp, and i feel like people are just trying to like keep up with the uh keeping up with the jones yeah, yeah absolutely okay well cool well we are gonna take a break we will can we play funeral yeah go ahead yeah. awesome uh well here is funeral by nine layers deep on the struggle is real Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
Uh, so, Balzi, how long have you been working the door at Mohawk Place? Uh, this will be coming up on four years really soon, actually. So I'll be entering my senior year of uh-huh. bouncing. So, uh, how, how do you get into it? Uh, it was just... Okay, I was working, I think, the door at Stamps for a minute. Like, a hot minute, just, like, taking money. And I had also worked door at my own, like, punk shows at my house sure. and things like that. And so I was just used to being around a crowd. I was wor- used to work in the front. And I w- went to volunteer for an infringement uh, fundraiser show. Oh. And I was just working a table at Mohawk. And uh, Kurt Rotterdam came up to me and was like, Hey, Ballsy, go talk to the owner. He needs someone to work the door. And I was just like, Well, like tonight or whatever. <laughs> like, go talk to him now. And I was like, Okay, yeah, no, I'll talk to him in a minute. He's like, go talk to him right yep, now. That sounds like Kurt. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I went and I talked and I met uh, who turned out to be my boss, Rick. Um, and we talked real quick and he gave me a chance for a while. And I was just, you know, I was just the hostess for a minute. I wasn't like a bouncer. I wasn't like doing security. I was just there at the door taking the money and then, you know, Somebody else would be there to stamp the hands and sure. do the IDs, and then I eventually got um, I got my security license, and then that's when I started bouncing. Sure. So that is an infringement festival success story. It is. I, I, <laughs> I I've been I've been like even going to college. Like I went to Fredonia last semester and spoke yeah. to them about just getting involved in your local scene ahead of time and talking about how it really is like you don't. I don't think. Within the scene, I don't think people ever really set out to do... They never end up doing the thing they set out to do. No. Like, and it's still cool. It's just different than what they expected. So I think doing something like infringement kind of leaves you more open to those possibilities than if you weren't doing it. Right. I think is kind of where I'm going with that. And it's like, you know, I never thought in a million years that I would end up bouncing at a nightclub. Because first of all, my name is Ballsy. (laughs) And I'm Bouncer. Like, how did that work out, like, so perfectly? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, when I was younger and, you know, like, between, like, 18 and 22, I'd start thinking about, like, what I'd want to do with my life. And I just, like, I lived in an apartment in West Seneca, not too far from, like, where my where I grew up. Um, and I had, like, shitty cleaning jobs. And I would get, you know, I would take a new job and then quit every couple of weeks. And it just wasn't fulfilling. And I'd think about, like, what I'd want to be doing. And I was like, well... Man, like, I want to be in a band, and, like, I want to, like, work somewhere cool, like a record store or with oh. bands. Or I want to, like... When Record yeah. Theater closed, it, like, permanently destroyed my dream of wanting to work in a right? record store. And, uh, and, and then it's weird, because, like, now it's, like, I have all those things, you know? It's not exactly, like, in the order I thought it would be, sure. but it's, like, everything pretty much came together. Like, I have a band... I work at a cool place. I mean, it's a huge pain in the ass because I'm doing security and, like, yeah. you know, it's not always super fun time for me, you know? Yeah. But I love it nonetheless. It's a love-hate deal for sure, like anyone's job. But, like, I'd take it any day of the week over having to type at a desk, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I, I can vouch for that. I can't stand those jobs. I can't sit still. I can't have someone harping over me like that, you know? No, I can... I, I understood completely. Uh, what goes into getting your security certification? Uh, you just have to go to, like, uh, there's classes all over. You can just Google. Um, you go to, like, an eight-hour class, and you get your certification. Um, 
the, that day after the eight hours, and then like you got to like file out a couple applications, send them to the state, state sends you your stuff back. Then there's like another, you know, X amount of hours you need to complete, and but you have like a certain amount of time to complete them in, and then you just roll through that. It costs you know a little bit of money, but it's not super. It's not super expensive, sure. and like security jobs are actually, you know, like they're they're. They're on the higher end of skate of pale of pale skate of uh, of the pay scale. So sure, absolutely. No, I I was when I started booking shows and I started talking to people about like certified versus uncertified. Like yeah. I had I really didn't have any idea that it existed like that. Yeah. So, but it sounds like it's well worth the money. And like uh, you know, even stagehand work too. I always tell people stuff like like work like what you do in stagehand work is something that I think a lot of musicians don't consider, especially like if, if you like I like when I left college, like no one even mentioned stagehand jobs. Oh yeah, like, and- I would have been all over that. That oh, sounds like it would have been fantastic. They're great so. jobs when you can get them, for sure. Absolutely. Like, I, I used to do a little stagehand work with uh, the local tent, and he's done, Jimmy's done some, too. Um, and, you know, they're great when you can get them. But, you know, it's 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 not for everybody. It's, like, oh, yeah. it's really physically intensive, and it's, like, it's, it's really cool, though, to see uh, production on that level. Yes. Like, because we're used to, like, you know... Oh, here's my basement. Fucking go hook your line six up over there. Yeah. And, like, scream through a PA that doesn't work. Good, good <coughs> luck. And then, like, at the end of the night, you're like, here's 25 bucks from the people I could shake down. Have a good night. <laughs> or, you know, it's a little bit... Or, like... Or you case, can be a stagehand. You can work Beyonce. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, you see, uh, like, three cases of makeup being rolled down from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I saw five wheelchairs be escorted to the Rolling Stones stage before their set was over. I feel like Keith Richards is so decrepit that at least three of them were for him. For sure. And at least one Real of those though. makeup tables was just so he didn't look like a corpse anymore. That show was crazy. <laughs> it was just like, all these people came for the Rolling Stones. And then the Rolling Stones uh, like didn't pay the stage chance for like two months. Oh, oh I actually I heard about that. Yeah. You see no it. Bueno. Yeah. So, um, as, as, as the bouncer of Mohawk Place, what is the one thing I could do to piss you off the most? <laughs> oh, well, first of all, just being an asshole, like, a rude person upon entering is, like, you're just gonna, is gonna get you on my radar. Like, when you walk in and you act like you don't even want to be there in the first place, oh, yeah. I can't stand that. It's, it, like, go home then. People are trying to enjoy themselves here. But I understand music is very cathartic and very healing, and sometimes it can turn that person around, but it's always, like, a bad first step. The biggest thing after that is just being rude to my staff, being rude to the performers, and... I mean, and to the other, and to the other people enjoying the show. Like, if you're bothering people, that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Like, if like just exist within this, these parameters of these people here. You know, it's not just your show because you have the night off. You know, it's not your experience. It's everyone's shared collective experience. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, those are two big things. But I would say the biggest thing is like, you know, just not listening. You know, and being a jerk, like don't jump off the stage. I gotta immediately oh. throw you out. Don't, you know, don't, don't jump ha- on the stage in general. Don't it's- hand me a fake ID when I've known you for four years. <laughs> um, oh, I believe I mentioned that story on the podcast back yeah. in like, September. <laughs> yeah, not naming names. No, at it's, all, it's but- yeah, don't. No. Um, another another thing would be like, um, 
I, I mean, like, crowd writing, I'll, pour, I'll probably just pull you down and be like, hey, don't do that. You know, like, I don't ever really like to be a jerk to people. I try to keep calm as best I can. I feel like I've been doing a better job now that I'm a little older as yeah. opposed to when I was younger. I was a little bit more, like... We mellow as we get old. Yeah. And and also now it's just like, please don't make me be a jerk. <laughs> like, I just want you to have fun. Like, and I don't want to, like, step on your time and I don't want to step on your, your toes and, like, ruin your night. But you're kind of forcing me to ruin your night, you know. And just not having, you know, an idea like an idea of where you are sometimes yeah you know people get get drunk and i get that like you're there to party it's a show but you know keep in mind there are other people around i don't i literally don't think i I go through like a concert anymore without having to yell at somebody (laughs) yeah like i hate to be that guy but it's just like i when i i saw that one guy at mohawk place there were these people who were so fucking loud behind me. And at some point, I turned, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I could talk in public. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just don't be a dick. That's all. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like if you're going to have a loud conversation, there's like, the whole merch area was empty. Like, just yeah. take a little walk, go back there. And, and like, especially if, if someone is performing directly in front of you, it doesn't mean talk louder. It means if you want to have a conversation, yeah. go to a different part of the bar. This, is not, this is not a place for conversation. Right, this is people a place are for music. enjoying a performance. Like, if you were at Shays, you'd get shushed by one of those old ladies. So, do you have, like, a... What's what's the craziest show you've ever seen in Mohawk? Oh. Uh, that you can talk about. Oh, uh, you, you don't You don't have to name names, but if you want to, that's really cool. Uh, I mean, the Green Jello shows are always crazy. Uh, yeah. Just, we, just by default. We, we, we were there for the one in, what was that, September? Well, yeah, September. Give or take. Yeah, yeah it was a while. Episode there. Not too far back, but close enough to recent you know times we just had the one on saturday and we ran it a little bit differently than we did so it was a little less chaotic sure um but it was uh it was still like it was like a controlled burn like you know what i mean just like watch these people jump all over the place we actually had uh our six foot like tower monitor fall and like it was fine everybody was fine people were there right away to catch it and like put it back up but there were so many puppets there that it was just crazy (laughs) and like people Uh, knocked like it was it was like the gentlest fall (laughs) just just, it's falling because of puppets how about this last question if you go to a bar and you want the door person to love you what you what should you do i want specifics here i got real specific be nice be prepared, like have your ID out, have your money out. Um, if you want, and also like, don't try to be my best friend. Like just, you know, be a nice person when you come in, you know, say, you know, that you're happy just to be there. If you are, I don't, you know, just be a genuinely nice person. And I feel that that kind of begets, you know, you know, actually I, I I have one last question. Sure. Um, I've seen uh, I've seen some of your posts online about people showing up with like tickets to the wrong show or the oh, wrong yeah. venue, which yeah. is that's that's <laughs> I, oh man, I could see myself doing that, but I wouldn't get uh, surly about it afterwards. But um, <laughs> so obviously people sometimes show up at Mohawk Place without a ticket, yeah. without money, yeah. without any fucking common sense. <laughs> um, can, tell me about some of the weird things that people have tried to offer you to get in. Has have you had any like? Weird offers like steak coupons. Sex. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Who are, like, do, uh, just weirdo dudes who thought that they could like. Any, uh, oh, just come on, like, come on, like, like any specific no. show where, where you're offered sex at? 
it was a, like, it was, this particular moment that I'm talking about happened, like, right when I first started working there. Um, I don't think it was, I think it was just a local band, and the dude was, like, super drunk, but I was just, like, not having it, and he was, like, come on, like, can you just, like, like, I'm like, I'll make it worth your while, and I'm like, ew, like, that's not how this works. Um, I've, uh, people have tried to offer me, like, insane amounts of money to get in before, and it's like, you know, it, it, it's really just things like, they're with people who don't have IDs or they're like oh, with, yeah. you know, and it's like, I'm not going to take a bribe from you and like ruin my chances of having an ability a job. to, yeah, yeah, like I have to eat, you know, and, uh, I've also had people like threaten to sue me if I don't let them in <laughs> and it's, it's a weird, uh. it's a weird thing. Like no one's really like offered like really weird, weird things. It's just more along the lines of they think that. Like, I, my favorite moment ever was just, I had a kid come up, and I was like, hey, it's $10, or whatever it was, and he's like, oh, I don't have any money, and I was like, okay, like, I just, we just kind of stared at each other awkwardly for a second, and I'm just like, I don't know what even to do now, like, (laughs) how can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) I think I just realized, if I had to really describe your job to someone, it's like a customer service job, but most of the people are drunk. Yeah, oh, it's... And <laughs> as someone who's worked in many different types of customer service, that sounds horrible. So I hope they pay you well. Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> cool, um, so uh, we're going to send you off. Um, is there a band that you would like us to play? Ooh. Anyone you'd recommend? Any locals? Locals? Yeah, recommend uh, a local. Yeah, I'm going to give them a plug. I really have been digging Chelsea. They're a very new... Oh, it's like Chelsea Slay, it's spelled? Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, I, can't, I don't want to it's try to spell C-H-E-L-S-L-E-I-G-H. it. It's C H E L S L E I G H. Yeah, some of them. Slay. Yeah. But it, uh, they're they're awesome. All and right, they're cool. going to be playing our, our record release show with us. And uh, I'm really stoked on the music that they have put out on Bandcamp. Uh, I had their first show at Mohawk. Nice. And they were. They, we're very impressive, so I'm excited to see where they're going. Uh, do you know when your record release shows yet? Yep, uh, April 20th, Saturday, April 20th. Oh, yeah, you talked, yeah. 420, we talked about I'm that already. Yeah. Why can't I remember that? Yeah. I wonder. All right, so uh, here is uh, whatever track, Chelsea. Is that how you say it? Chel- Chelsea. Chelsea, it's just Chelsea. Yeah. Yep. All right, so here is uh, a track from Chelsea on The Struggle is Real, Buffalo Music Podcast on allwny.com.
upcoming shows. All right. Uh, we've talked about this before, and I'm just going to keep plugging it like crazy because that always works, right? That's what people want is just to plug it shamelessly over and over and over again. Right. People want to constantly know about your event all uh, hours of the day. Uh Will, I, I'm going to miss all this helpful information from you. I bet. All right. Um, on March 22nd uh, at Mohawk Place, it is an infringement festival fundraiser. It is uh, the Scarecrow Show. It is Passed Out, The Baby Machines, Shannon Vanderlyn, Grace Stumberg, Disraeli, and uh, Kelly Vellucci. Um, yeah, this show's going to be so cool. Um, the Scarecrow Show is, in my opinion, the most charismatic energetic band in buffalo passed out is my personal favorite uh buffalo band uh shannon vanderlyn's my favorite local voice to listen to uh kelly Vellucci's a great rapper if you're not familiar with disraeli um he um he's gonna be doing a set of like a 20 minute set of ambient electronic music um i'm not super familiar with the baby machines i've heard of a lot of jess collins's other projects and they're all real good so i'm gonna assume the baby machines are great and uh grace stumberg has like opened for joan baez like mm. she's toured with her like she's one of her go-to people for that so uh, i was actually a little surprised that she responded so quickly and easily for that to play our show so it's gonna be really fun it's only five dollars to get in it is uh if it's something i'm doing it's probably doors at eight show at nine so uh come hang out our we still have a ton of infringement merch our, our if you're okay with pink and blue pastels we've got some awesome looking hoodies and t-shirts and i can tell you um the the hoodies um bought locally and i wish i could remember the name of the band are super comfy so uh it's all worth coming and hanging and come say hi i'll be hanging out and then on march 23rd at stamps the all wny anniversary show um where we uh we all depressingly admit that we have been involved with all wny for another year um, we will slowly poison Scott Leffler a little more than we have previous, and slowly enough he will just fall into zombie, and then, uh, I guess Joe Kent takes over the station then. That went a little dark there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. no, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't planning that, but, yeah, no, then he eventually dies, and then Joe Kent takes it over, and then the same thing happens, and then I guess I'm next, and so I'll be, I'll be dead probably within two or three anniversary shows. Well, who kills you? Oh, man, uh, Nick. Oh, my God. Nick. Nick's not going to be subtle about it either. Like, I'm going to be sneaky. I'm going to be sneaky trying to kill Joe, but, like, oh, my God. I'll see him coming a mile away. At least make it a little more fun. No, definitely Nick. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, like I said, it's at Stamps. Kennedy Carpool is playing Tokyo Monsters. I'm a big fan of their uh, uh, kind of a progressive indie emo kind of band that reminds me of Coheed and Cambria, Poison the Prophet, which uh, features friend of the podcast Cam, also from Night and Light, and Iron Soul are playing. And... Folks, we're going to give away a set of two free tickets. All you need to do is jump on our Facebook page at facebook.com, The Struggle Is Real Podcast, and uh, send us the secret word. Um, uh, it's I Will Murder Scott Leffler. If you want to send that, if you want to send that in all caps, um, we can do that. And then I'm going to later make a birthday card out of all of your responses and let Scott know, um, you know, the end's coming. So just be on that. So uh, we're hoping to give away... Uh, more tickets to local shows, so this is going to be the first one, so uh, please take part in it, and uh, tell me how much you want to murder Scott Leffler. Then, on March 29, we have the Orations release show. Um, Jess Collins, also from the Baby Machines, sings for Orations. Um, it's kind of like a cool uh, indie rock, 
uh, group. She reminds me. Oh, well, you've seen her. She kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine. She's yep, kind of got no, that I know operatic vibrato-y kind of voice. Yes, yeah, so like, she's very good. Yeah, she's excellent. Uh, they are playing with Nylon Otters, uh, Dave Allison, and Cooler, who is a local. Um, oh man, I'm blanking on what genre they are. They're in cool. Uh, I think they're indie rock, and I've listened to them a little bit, and I, I I can't remember what they sounded like, but I remember liking them. Nice. All right, and then Will, do you have something going on? Yeah, on uh, April 5th at Nietzsche's, uh, my band The Leones is going to be playing with The Tins, The Demos, and a solo artist named Leda. Leda was a five-piece band. I just talked to them recently, and they told me they weren't doing shows for a while. Well, it might be oh. somebody from If it is, uh, that would be their, their uh, uh, vocalist, uh, Safi Riffberg. Okay. Who is, uh, she played one of my Rude Boy shows. She's excellent. That's what I'm guessing then, because sure. uh, we're, we're not really not sure. I, I actually hadn't heard of them until just uh, we got on the show. Um, but the Tims and the Demos, uh, you know, once again, they're, they're really great indie rock bands. Yeah. And... Um, and then the Leones, you know, once again is a uh, dream pop band. I have no idea what that means. No one has been able to describe it to me yet. But I'm in the band, so whatever. Yeah, no, um, Leda also had this great, great bass player who played uh, a set. He plays with Amory Monroe. I think his name is, oh, it's God, it's Cody or Corey. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how much later you get. They're, uh, they're really cool. I'm kind of sad I never got to have them on anything, and I hope they get back to doing shows soon. Um... So, FYI, they're also playing at the, uh, the Tins and the Demos are also playing the Twelfth yes. on March 18th. Yeah, they're also playing uh, uh, in Rochester, I think, at the Bug Jar, maybe the night before. So I think they're kind of on like a little like quick, let's get rid of, you know, uh, a lot of shows in one area kind of thing. Yeah, doing a little regional tour. Uh, the Tins weave captivating harmonic anthems into a sonic fabric laced with threads of 60s psychedelic pop, static-washed folk, and new wave art rock. Together, keyboardist Mike, drummer Dave, guitarist Adam, and bassist Justin draw listeners into a world crackling with brilliant pop exuberance. Now, that was written by USA Today, actually. But still, that describes it better than anything I could say. It's time to stop! No more! And that is all we have for episode number 32. Uh, On episode 33, I'll either have a fun uh, guest host and a cool interview, or I will further bunker myself into my parents' basement while this podcast becomes my only means for communication with the outside world. Nine Layers Deep Music is available through most streaming sites. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook, and you can check them out live on March 18th with Clutch and Big Business at Town Ballroom and at Mohawk Place for their EP release show, on 420. Also, check out All WNY at allwny.com or down or by downloading the All WNY app. There you can find the local music stream and its family of podcasts, including The Skeleton Closet with Carl Winslow, Corey Commons, The Nick and Dan Show, The Think So Karina Show, hosted by Joe Kent and Hootie McBoobs, and our favorite podcast, The Big Picture with Michael Sargent, where you can learn how to take effective band photos but only of Ted Nugent and Pat Boone. And remember, folks, we're always looking for people who want to help with the Buffalo music scene, jump on the podcast, and just uh, participate. So if you're interested, uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, at the Struggle is Real podcast. You can find us on Twitter at 
S-I-R-Podcast-N-Y, and you can reach out to me personally on Twitter at SirWilliamIdol, I-D-O-L. Uh, that's all for us. Uh, Will, have a nice summer. You too. We'll see you at the end of June. Right, just in time for school. <laughs> all right, being a musician is chaos. Please be kind. See you next time, and keep struggling.